Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 56. This is Mary's song of praise in response to what the Lord has done. It somewhat follows the form of a psalm of thanksgiving. And let's jump right into it. Verse 46, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Why? Verse 48, For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant, for behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. So one of the things I thought about when I was studying this and thinking about it is it might be an interesting exercise for some people who would be so inclined to do so to write a song of praise to God for themselves. This is called the Magnificat. It's a Latin word meaning magnifies. Mary is magnifying the Lord and we should magnify the Lord for what he's done. So she starts off saying that her soul magnifies the Lord and then she starts to explain why. The first couple verses of explaining why are kind of focused on what the Lord has done for her specifically. Now she's going to turn the corner and talk about what he's done for her people, for the Israelites, and for everybody who will benefit from this Messiah, from this Savior who is to be born, who is growing as she writes this, as she sings this in her womb. Verse 50, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown great strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And then this section finishes up by saying, and Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. That is, she remained with Elizabeth, her cousin, who is now six months with child. Of course, that being John the Baptist who will be the one who prepares the way for the Lord, for the Messiah, for Jesus Christ. Twice in this section, you may have heard it, she mentions humility. She mentions it the first time in verse 48. She's referring to the humble estate of herself. Later on, she mentions it in verse 52. She's talking about the humble estate of the Israelite people compared to the powerful, the rich, the proud oppressors of Israel throughout history. This past Sunday, the sermon I heard in the church that I attend was about pride. We're going through the book of Daniel, and it was a sermon about Nebuchadnezzar, who was proud before the Lord, and who the Lord punished because of his pride, by taking away his sanity, by, Scripture says, giving him the heart of a beast. He walked around on all fours and ate grass and was crazy. And after seven years, he repented, and the Lord gave Nebuchadnezzar his sanity back to show Nebuchadnezzar that he, the Lord, was God, that he was sovereign, and that Nebuchadnezzar was not. This lent itself to some discussion about the topic of humility. And Scripture is very clear. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. But pursuing humility and avoiding pride isn't maybe quite as easy as it seems at first glance. Fundamentally, humility is about understanding our position with relationship to God. He is big. He is in control. He is all-knowing. He is all-capable. He's been here forever and will be here forever. We are finite. We are weak. We are sinful and flawed. We are unworthy. Nothing that we do in our own flesh 
Cash is really of any consequence at all. The hot news story lately is that Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion. It's a lot of money. Elon Musk has done some amazing things. At the end of the day, in the scope of eternity, even Elon Musk is not that consequential. He can't control anything, ultimately. And so if we have a proper view of how big God is and how small we are, that's the beginning of humility. And then, of course, we need to be reminded of that over and over and over. Our dependency on God needs to grow and grow and grow because we have a tendency inside ourselves to inflate ourselves over time and to deflate God over time. And then there's the issue of perceptions. People might look at somebody who is doing something that is rooted in humility and think that they're being prideful. Here's an example. Somebody who stands boldly for the truth of God's word, speaks it clearly in a culture that hates God's word, is unashamed to stand with Christ, unashamed to defend God's word in the marketplace of ideas. This person could be viewed as prideful, but actually it could be, and only God knows the orientation of a person's heart, but it could be that this person is out of humility, out of a clear understanding of their position before God, is emboldened to stand for his truth in a way that looks to the world like pride. But no, it could actually be very humble service to the Lord. Conversely, there are many behaviors that the world might perceive as humble that actually are very prideful. It could be that somebody's walking around always deferring to others, very polite, very compassionate, very sensitive, always conceding, looks like the nicest guy in town. But really, it could be that in the core of his heart, he doesn't have a big view of God and he has a pretty big view of himself. And actually what looks like humility is him trying to build a reputation for himself and a name for himself that will be accepted and lauded by the society around him. This person's actions look humble, but his heart is very prideful. So there's no question in these texts we've been reading that the Lord has looked favorably on Mary, this insignificant young lady who's part of an insignificant small religious sect in the Middle East. And there's no question that God has looked favorably on Israel, this tiny little nation, not powerful enough to ward off the Babylonians or the Assyrians or the Romans, but they're the ones who God has chosen to be his vessels for the message of salvation, for the culmination of his redemptive plan, who is Jesus Christ. Friends, we should be encouraged by this. No matter how insignificant or small or inconsequential you may feel, if your posture before the Lord is right, if you view him as big and powerful and awesome and yourself as small and needing to depend on him for life and breath and salvation, then you're in a great position for him to use you for great things beyond what you could ever ask or imagine. And that's my prayer for me, for you, Lord. Would you use us as your instruments for truth, for the work of your kingdom? Would you allow us to be part of bearing fruit for you that goes beyond what we could ever ask or imagine? You did it with Mary despite the fact that she was a young, weak human. You did it with Israel despite the fact that they were obstinate and non-compliant at times. Would you do it with us despite our failures and deficiencies? And when you do it, would you help us to, like Mary does here, praise you and magnify you for who you are and what you've done. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.